0: Welcome to Ideagen TV. Today we have with us, KPMG's Ann Gross, lead data citizens with purpose. Anne, welcome.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, Ann, we appreciate the opportunity as well, and it's truly an honor and a privilege to have you with us today, especially with the interview we are about to embark upon at IdeaGen TV, we are excited to speak with global leaders and luminaries, and today that happens to be you. So it is indeed an honor and a privilege, as I mentioned. Um, And I'd like to lead right in, right into the interview with asking you to kindly brief our global audience on what Data Citizens With Purpose is and what you do.
1: Sure, happy to talk about it. You know, um, Data Citizens with Purpose is the leading way KPMG works together for better with data as we provide active learning experiences for our people and serve our communities and drive the development of data-driven solutions to difficult ESG concerns. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Um, Basically, what we're doing is we are looking for ways to upskill our people in data and analytics, Um, be data-driven always, and how we uh, consult with our clients, and we provide these experiences for them to really grow their skills and knowledge and to become more confident in how they're utilizing data. The types of experiences that we create um, include pro bono engagements. Um, These are structured, eight-week projects. We deliver to nonprofit organizations that have been nominated by our own employees and partners. Uh, They're about eight to 10 weeks and provide insights to our clients. We staff these engagements with uh, people who are skilled and use data and data and analytics in their day-to-day work. And then we bring uh, a team of four, six, eight individuals who are really newer at their data skills. So we take the experience and the growing experience and skill, and we put them together together to deliver to our clients um, insights that are really valuable to the nonprofits. So helping them better understand their volunteers, who they're serving, where they can expand service, just those insights that help make good management decisions and can drive strategy. The other type of experience that we're curating um, for our people are hackathons. These are two-week events where we identify an ESG concern, environmental social governance concern, that both KPMG and our clients may face. We identify a dozen or so uh, data sets, um, and then we get our people to sign up, and they spend two weeks looking at the problem, looking at the data, and coming up with um, possible solutions for how we can answer that that concern. For example, uh, last year we recognized our desire um, to positively impact communities globally, nationally, locally, um, and asked our participants to consider how they might help up to 10 million or more disadvantaged youth Uh, find and secure in-demand living wage work uh, that would allow them to contribute to the economy. Um, What our participants identified in the data was, you know, really notable from the fact that uh, apprenticeships, excuse me, are filled by Uh, 80% or more white males, and maybe we could provide more opportunities there, to the fact that there are some geographies that are better at social and economic mobility, and if we invest in those communities, then we are probably going to help more people. It is really looking at the power of data, engaging our people on things that they're passionate about to come up with these ideas and innovations to do good. And it's wonderful to be able to to say that's my job, is enabling people to do this really good stuff and utilizing data for a good purpose.
0: You know, and what an incredible job, what an incredible opportunity to lead, and perhaps most importantly, to impact and affect all of these areas with your leadership. So I'd like to zero in on what you talked about and, and highlighted, which is data. So data is critically important and data citizens with purpose is obviously the the moniker uh, that you all are leading under for this this specific initiative. And so how do you then promote the ethical and responsible use of this data within KPMG and, of course, within the broader community?
1: Yeah. You know, you you make a really important point. Data is the new business currency, Uh, KPG kpmg um, our clients our competitors we're all collecting and purchasing data every day and we have to have the policies and uh, infrastructure in place to protect our client and our data's client our client's data anyone who works at kpmg knows how serious we are about careful handling of data each of our projects is uh, governed by a customized data protection plan, you know that's our pro bono projects and our fee-paying client projects. In developing and delivering our pro bono service services, we model for our clients how to securely manage data. This starts with the secure file transfer protocol that we use to receive our client data. Um, we coach them how to de-identify data before sending it, having them send it to us. You know. We are transparent with our clients and how we're going to use their data um, and and what will happen with it after we finish the project. And we do face those circumstances where a client will send us PII, that personally identifiable information. And we model with this is what you need to do. Um, We create an awareness of what we've received, um, share with them. We will not store it, and we, you know, dispose of it correctly. Um, and and then we coach our clients through here. This is what you really need to be doing, and what you should be providing to us going forward. And it's not just to us; it's to anyone who is a service provider uh, to our client, and and how they need to think about, you know, the 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 responsible use of their data and how they're sharing it.
0: And so, Anne, what roles do education and training play and promoting ethical data use. And how does KPMG support its employees in developing the skills and knowledge that are absolutely necessary to make these responsible decisions about data?
1: You know, as a professional services firm, we are consistently and constantly educating our people. Lifelong learning is You know, embedded in our culture and our operations. And education and training is essential to creating an awareness and understanding of issues, you know, from data and and ethics to how we can utilize a new tool appropriately and, and apply new techniques. So, you know, we are constantly doing training at KPMG, but more often than not, it takes more than taking a course and pass an exam to change behavior and to really do things differently. This is why we curate experiences that provide our people an opportunity to cultivate their skills and to encounter what happens um, in, in day-to-day work and actually with live client engagements as it re- relates to pro bono. But then we're there to coach them through, how do you do this well? How do you do this right? you know that experience is so important i think about my own college days and you know needing to complete my reading assignments which generally ended up in a nap in the the stacks at at the university library And I think I align with a majority of learners that experience is the key. Um, And so that's why we take the learning, the coursework, and we combine it with these learning experiences so that our people can really apply. How do I appropriately use this tool? How does this technique really work? And as a part of that, how do I really ensure that I am being taking care of my client's data and going back to your, question regarding uh, responsible decisions. we have a, an ethical decision-making model. Um, we've all, we have learned it in our coursework, but then we also apply it. And we have our coaches who bring us along and how do we really think through those things that we encounter in our client engagements and in our day-to-day work. With data, we have taken one more step though. In our ethical decision-making model, we also think about monitoring. You know, data is constantly evolving, um, data can drift as you add to it, as you get more of it, and, and then all of those applications, whether it's a chat bot or machine learning tool, all of those applications can additionally drift. So what is really important is that we also have uh, monitoring. We have our own decision-making model, but not only do we make those decisions ethically, we monitor what we're doing when it comes to the data.
0: That's right. And so how is your mission to provide everyone with a baseline knowledge of how to responsibly responsibly use this data for decision making and analytic tools with with client data reflected in your pro bono services?
1: In our pro bono services, we we like to think it's You know easy to do oh free services everybody's going to sign up for that but that in reality that's not the case you know uh, we talk to a number of organizations um, and they're organizations that start our relationship with us because they've been nominated by you know one of our partners or, or employees who are serving on the board or volunteering with the organization but only actually one in three of them are ready to engage with us. And that can be because um, they don't have the data right now. They're not confident in their data. Doing this is not, it requires effort on everybody's part. It's not like, oh, we'll turn this data over and we'll have some great insights. So how we're really lifting the bar, so to speak, with the nonprofit world is we are having those conversations that help those organizations think about the data that they have, the data that they're utilizing. And you know, are they utilizing it to answer the business questions? How do they have it available? Can it be readily available? And the more we raise this to a conscious level, the more that we see changes in behavior and we the more we see uh, nonprofits who wanna be and leverage just like businesses, you know, nonprofits are in the business of delivering something. They're not just not distributing profits, but the more ready and able they become to utilize their data in a way that is going to be positive for their business and for their stakeholders.
0: You know, Ann, that that's just incredible insight and in just incredible perspective that we are providing for our global audience. And so I'd like to ask you if you kindly provide a little bit more, insight into the current health equity hackathon and what you are seeing in terms of participation and submissions from these uh, well from the potential participants
1: I'm really excited about our health equity hackathon it's um uh, we had over 200 folks register uh, to participate in, in the hackathon um, and you know what? They're so passionate about it and they want to learn how to use the the data that over 50% of those folks said, I, I don't have a team to be on, but I want to participate in this and put me on a team and and I, I will dig into it and I will figure it out. Um, and what those folks achieve um, those uh, in less than two weeks, getting on a team, learning who these their team members are together digging into the issue and coming up with uh, a response to a really important social issue. Um, Actually, it it is inspiring to me to see what these folks can can achieve. So just like any good uh, problem that we're solving with data, we first dug into what is this issue of health equity? And why is it a business imperative? Uh, we want to be and our people to be more than just woke and understand what the economics that are tied to a healthy workforce. As a part of that business understanding, we shared examples and insights that our people could better understand the social determinants of health, recognize what data is available to see where people are healthy and less healthy and where there are gaps in access to health and and health resources. Um, After they became, understood the issue and dug into the data. You know, we received over 30 submissions. And some of the trends that I've seen and, and what has been shared with us is, first off, that our professionals who are newer to the working world are really interested in mental health and addressing mental health issues. I, I would say that they want to see mental health uh, being addressed on the same way that we address physical health issues. The second thing that I've seen is that there's an opportunity to really learn from what's happening in one geography and to apply it to another geography. You know, I'm based in Chicago and I saw a a team that really looked at what uh, is happening in a few neighborhoods in Chicago and recognized that the demographics of those neighborhoods were very similar to the demographics of neighborhoods in in. Brooklyn and said, you know what, this is a, a solution that we could evenly pull and reapply in those in those neighborhoods in Brooklyn. And we could have similar, we should have similar outcomes in, in those areas. And, and then the other thing I will say is this there's just a real passion for health equity. And in the wake of COVID, it's just something that is more top of mind and top of the social consciousness. And not only do we need the data to focus on, you know, where there are gaps in health and where there are solutions and how we address healthcare deserts, but that we also need to have and utilize the data for the business case for investing in health equity. You know, the, the submissions that rose to the top were those who looked at the data and both saw, here's is the issue need that needs to be addressed, but also saw what the economic and business benefits were to addressing it.
0: That's just profound. And and so in terms of advice, so you're helping to guide, you're helping to inform and ultimately affect the success of these organizations. And so what advice do you have for other organizations looking to make more management decisions that are responsibly data-driven? And what lessons have you learned from your work with Data Citizens with Purpose?
1: So yeah. I, I would say that the lessons I've learned about utilizing data and making management decisions um, are, are, I put them in two categories. The first one is you need to know what data you're collecting, um, you know, and how it can answer business questions. And, and so what, what are we, what are we collecting? What do we have? Uh, and how can it, is it the right data? Um, do we need different data? to answer the questions that we have and how we're thinking about moving forward strategically. That's the 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 first thing. And related to that is what condition is our data in that we we actually have? You know, um, if you don't have good data going into your analysis, dare I say you're going to get crap um, analytics coming out. So really making sure that you're paying attention to quality, consistency, and completeness in your data is really important. The second thing that I have realized, um, both from my own perspective and um, in in talking to, to clients, is that there is a lot of publicly available data that you can use to better understand your own volunteer pool in relation to where you're recruiting volunteers or what's happening with the beneficiaries and the clients that you're working with in relation to the larger uh, world. Um, By utilizing that publicly available data, you'll much better understand your program in relation to what's happening in the wider community, society, and economy.
0: Incredible. And so you're ensuring that the data practices align with the company's broader Commitments to sustainability and corporate social responsibility at KPMG. How are you doing that in?
1: Well, you know, we recognize and operate on the principle that data is core to all things ESG. Um, you know, and I consider ESG to be synonymous with sustainability and corporate responsibility. You know, and and so then data becomes woven into everything we do. Um, we're putting it top of mind. you know, I, I've said it a couple of times. like we have a business question, we have an issue. What is the data? What does the data tell us? The data gives us a baseline as far as what our greenhouse gas emissions are, how diverse our workforce is, you know, what our supply chain, how it operates. That data really then becomes a core and and essential to how you think about ESG and your sustainability commitments. Um, the second part of that is, and it kind of relates to the governance in ESG, is it is that val- valuable asset and like all of your financial assets, you protect those and you have governance over them. You have to have the same over your data and I, you know, at KPMG, we have that and it's certainly something we model for our clients and we talk to them on a regular basis about how are you thinking about your data as it relates to your operations and it is this incredible asset that you have. So how are you protecting it and safeguarding it?
0: Incredible. And then how do you envision and the future of this responsible data use and how is KPMG preparing for this future,
1: yeah. So, you know, I think it's an incredibly exciting time for data scientists and data nerds. You can hardly pick up the p- paper, or who picks up a paper anymore? You can hardly read the news or uh, listen to a newscast without ha- hearing about ChatGPT and other mega data aggregators. Um, I'm not a data ethicist or a data scientist. I don't think you need to be one to recognize that there's power to do incredible good with data, but there's an, also the opportunity to do some harm. What stands out for me is something I, I read that Todd Lohr, he's one of our technology consultancy leaders um, at KPMG. He shared with the Wall Street Journal, I think it was last week, and you know there is bias in data, um, and we've made incredible investments as a society and an, an economy to remove bias. Um, right now, there is an opportunity to address bias as we you know, continue to build out all of these algorithms and we need to build in controls um, into our AI and software development. Um, better tools and monitoring, which I talked about for our own decision-making, um, Will really help ensure that the data is used for the best good. For me personally, the future with data is checking myself and checking my assumptions. It's bringing along a diverse set of colleagues um, as we think about what we're doing to mitigate bias and to be holistic in how we think about utilizing it. You know, I will say as a woman, uh, doing these things is really important to me and something that we need to start asking and expecting of others.
0: Anne Gross, KPMG, leading the way, changing the world, inspiring and having incredible impact on the entire nation and the planet. Thank you so very much.
1: Thank you. It's been a wonderful spending the afternoon with you. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Anne, and thank you to KPMG.